Howdy, everybody. This is the Pretty Okay Gamers <laughs> podcast. I am well, one hello. of your hosts. Hello. Justin. Hold on. I'm Josh. And I'm Ed. And Ed sounded like he was finishing a drink of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, that's how we maybe, do it. Maybe I was. What's it to you if I was drinking coffee? Doesn't matter to me. I'm jealous. I wish I could have coffee right now, but but here we are talking about video games. Wait, and... why why can't you have coffee right now? Because it's, I, it's I, too late. Uh, there's no reason. No, I just I literally am too lazy right now. Mm, I, that's I, a good reason though. Well, that is Laziness. your own fault. Instead, I'm drinking <laughs> le, le croix le croix. I will admit, it was a very long debate for me this evening if I was going to come down with a glass of whiskey or this coffee I'm holding right now. And this is the sound of victory. Well, seeing as how I know your list, it's probably better you didn't bring the whiskey because I don't want to have you like ball (laughs) while you're going through some of these songs. Weeping. Weeping. And this? And that? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Would have been great. Especially that first one. See, I would have, I would have sold it. That's what would have happened. I would have been the used car salesman selling these songs to you. Oh, wonderful! That's what would have happened. So. Be, you'd be slapping the hood, huh? Slapping the these tires. Let me tell you, they're all, almost new. <laughs> all terrain, as in they've driven on all terrain. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they're worn because they're well versed in all terrains. Uh, so I don't think anyone cares really about like tires or cars but they do care about what we have to talk about well at least i hope they do we can for, hope yeah mm-hmm. um but i assume everyone's doing well everyone's healthy everyone's ready yeah and, yeah, yeah. Ready we're here here we are here we are uh this is the show finally got that in it's been a while um so let's jump right into the good old times of follow-up uh i don't know if anybody knows but cyberpunk launched <laughs> wait uh, it did yes indeed yeah. I mean, and yes. all, and uh, we we talked about. Well, did it? Briefly. Did it really launch? Though is the question. It like petered, you know. It like it was mm. like one of those uh, rockets that you mess up with your dad when you're building toy rockets, and then it kind of oh. launches off the and stand Boy Scouts and, and Cup, Cup, I mean, yeah. Cup Scouts. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's yeah. like a sad bottle rocket, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. And you don't know if you should touch it, right? The bottle rocket doesn't go yeah. off, and you're like, oh, man, what do I do now? <laughs> do I pick this up? This is going to blow my hand off. I have a totally inappropriate uh, things that I could relate this to, but I, unfortunately, this is a, a, a family, somewhat family-friendly. Family event, yes. Um, but it is the biggest... For me, it sounds like uh, you bite into that like first piece of what you think is going to be a really good chocolate cake, and it's like super dry. That, that's the way I think about it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> or like a really bad. Yeah, for those who are from the Midwest, uh, you you think it's gonna taste like Portillo's chocolate cake, and then you bite into it, and it's like, uh, I don't know, like cardboard. Ooh, <laughs> something from McDonald's. That's something that's, from McDonald's. That's Zing. really well. You know, just to, I mean, McDonald's. Have you tried their holiday pies? No, I don't eat McDonald's. No, I have not. <laughs> okay, I haven't okay. had McDonald's in like five years and i'm not kidding i really haven't i mean no yeah so. there's nothing wrong with that but their holiday no. pies are actually really good i'm sure the sweet sugary goodness <laughs> tastes is like a sugar cookie that's all i'll say <laughs> yum i had yes. those uh, sugar cookie pop tarts oh my gosh it was like we were baking sugar cookies at my grandma's house and decorating them yeah oh my it's, God, it's, that sounds delicious it's kind of mm-hmm. like that actually that's what the holiday yeah. pies taste like Yeah, Cyberpunk um, came out or something, and um, I wanted to kind of rant for a second about it, and not about it, but about what we talked about last time. 
in okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta get your box and put it. Okay. Th- okay, there you go. Yeah, did you say my name on the side first? Okay. Oh, uh, that's, that's yes. Good. No, that's good. Thanks. Joshua. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were talking last time, and there was some confusion between the two slash three of us about the PlayStation 4 versus the PlayStation 5 release and all that. And I think why I was so confused is that they posited the reason that they pushed it back because they were trying to get the last PlayStation 4 game ready like the playstation 4 version they were trying to get ready which is funny to me because they they positioned it almost as if like that was an afterthought and when i thought about it after the episode you know we went back and forth a couple times about what was going to be in the playstation 5 version and um i don't even remember what we said but the point is that (laughs) it's funny to me because this originally was supposed to be a PlayStation 4 game yes. and an Xbox One game. And I didn't really realize that until after we talked about it and I thought about it. I'm like, why am I so confused and weirded out by this whole situation? And the fact is that it was supposed to be a PlayStation 4 game. So it's hilarious to me that you push back the the launch time so that you could get the PlayStation 4 version ready, even though everything else was good to go. <sighs> That was the whole point was the PlayStation 4 version and the Xbox One version. So if, if you go um, back, if you go back and watch the um, the footage of when uh, Keanu like went and presented Cyberpunk, um, I, I forget where it was at. I don't know if it was E3 or it was one of those things. And this was like years ago. And they they promoted it as being on Xbox and PS4. Right. Which yeah. yeah, I I don't understand either why like all of a sudden it's an afterthought where they have to go back and delay the the game and I've I've been playing the game on PC and just knowing that the stuff that's happening on console like I just feel that's unacceptable because it, yeah I agree <laughs> I've I've seen the the footage of the issues that people are having on PS4 and it it plays like garbage like it, it it plays like it's a beta game like it yeah no it, and that's how i described it to my wife it, it plays it plays from garbage up to the level of unplayable from what i've seen and um yeah i just it's supposed to be a playstation 4 game it's supposed to be an xbox xbox one game and it's neither and um you know i i really like cd project red obviously because of the witcher but um and it's hard because I just came out of reading this awesome book about how difficult releasing games is and making games is. And I get that you have to build a game for X number of platforms. That sucks. That is a horrible way to run a business, in my opinion. And I don't think you really get a choice in this business. However, you also don't really get a choice in this business. So maybe you should use that time to plan on how you're going to release the game on the platforms that you have to release them on. So I don't know. I, I It's a chicken egg thing, but it's just... I agree. You released this game, people paid $60 for it, and it's unacceptable that it can't really be played or it plays like absolute garbage. Um, so, yeah, that's my rant. I, I, feel, I feel like the way the whole follow-up with that company went was, you know, they all sat down and they're talking about, you know, oh, you know, it's been testing really great on the PC. Um, how have you guys been testing it on, on PS4? And there's probably just like complete silence. crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it's incredible. So uh, for me, uh, this game, I, I was very excited about it in general, and still am. And to say, to so Same. speak, because I still it am is, too. I it still looks 
amazing and looks like it's a lot of fun. And and from what people are saying, if you can get past the bugs and the things like that, it, it and Ed just said this uh, to both of us uh, that it's really ultimately the core of it is great. Um, it, to me, there are things in this game that I really don't care for, and I have already had my friends send me uh, various pictures of said things that I don't care for seeing uh, <laughs> in this game, and why it is in the game, I don't know, but whatever. Does, does it does it have to deal with sausage? Um, yes, thank you. Oh, <laughs> Pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did end up mentioning it to my wife, and she told me that she did pre-order it and that she is going to look and see if she can just cancel it. I said, yeah, because the thing is, I don't really want to, I don't buy early access games. I never have. I don't like that concept. Like I want to play the end game. I want to play the game that they finish. Yeah. And I feel the same way about this. I, um, I didn't play the Witcher three when it first came out and had all the bugs and all the problems. And then they ironed it out. I played it when it was all ironed out <laughs> and I loved it. And I have a feeling I will absolutely adore cyberpunk too. I'm still looking forward to it in so many ways, even just to exist in that world uh, yeah. and role play in that world. But I just, I'm not willing to pay top dollar. I don't pay top dollar for games. I love even so I'm not willing to pay top dollar for a half finished game. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I guess we'll find out <laughs> how long it takes for it to become a full polished game. Yeah, I will. I'm so Pro- probably another ten years. <laughs> how, I, how I, it looks so good, and I, I just, I that's, I think that's why I'm passionate about it is because I, I really think that I will love this game eventually. So anyway. you, should, you should play it on PC. I will. I, Someday. Uh, PC is where it's at. I'm mm-hmm. so far behind, uh, obviously, with the games that I'm about to play come Christmas and moving forward that I won't even be able to touch uh, Cyberpunk for a while anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> I have so many games that I have literally in queue. I'm literally going to be playing nothing but PlayStation 4 and Stardew Valley. So That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Good times. Let's jump into the games that we're playing because I like talking about the games that we're actually playing. Yes, actually playing. And Ed, why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So we can keep continuing to talk about the topic. <laughs> well, well, at least just, let's give some positives. Let's give some positives. Maybe let's yeah. let's look. Let's the, hear about the, the good stuff. Yeah. No, I'm going to talk about all the bad things. <laughs> Fine. <This guy. laughs> all right. Moving on. It was. It was stuff. either. It was either. I was going to talk about this or the 5.4 update from Final Fantasy 14, but. I was severely disappointed with that, so I'd rather talk about cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> that must have been a so, severe disappointment. Yes, yes, it <laughs> was. And I, I can go into that stuff with you, like off the show, because yeah, it's stuff that I'm sure hear. will make it'll make you mad too. I'm sure <laughs> you don't even play. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I can um, even go here. Right. Just you know me well enough, so go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I I jumped on the bandwagon and. I purchased uh, Cyberpunk over the weekend, and um, I was playing it a lot over the weekend. And despite all the bugs, it's a lot of fun. I can't um, wait. I just, I really, I really like the story so far. Uh, I love the fact that it feels like I am playing Blade Runner. Yes, that's just what it feels like from like from the start. It just, it feels like you're in Blade Runner. And um, I, either, there's like three different classes. I don't even know if they're classes, but um, 
you can be the um nomad or the street kid or yeah. the the corpo um i started as the nomad and i know if you start as any other any of those it kind of starts your story differently um so like i started out in the wasteland which is like mad max basically oh awesome <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> So, and then, I, like, I make my way into the city and stuff. I, I, everybody ends up being in this, in Night City, where everything happens. Um, I'm not too far into it, so uh, I'm not really going to spoil story. But I just, I love walking around the atmosphere. Um, I think my only gripes so far with the game is that, um, and I, I think I brought this up with you guys, is the lip syncing issue with, with some of the cutscenes. Um, it doesn't always seem to match up and it just, I don't know. It breaks immersion for me when I see stuff like that. No. Uh, and then to when you're walking around in the city and you've, I, I call them wandering NPCs, but just basically the generic people that are kind of making up the city. I feel like in other games like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, and even in, um, even in like Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, when you're walking around cities and stuff, the NPCs just feel much more lively in those games compared to this. Like the the ones in Cyberpunk just feel very generic. Um, people will kind of just say all say the same thing when you try to talk to them, or they won't say anything at all. Oi, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's really bad. Um, and then, of course, too, like when you talk to the random people, like their mouths never, never move. So, Oof. yeah, that just really bothers me. That's a deal breaker. Like, <laughs> like am I playing Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation again? Because that's, that's what it felt like. Is this 1997? <laughs> that sounds that's terrible. You know, in, in a good in a good way though. Like when I was playing it, I kind of felt like I was in in Midgar. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. It has like that gritty. Uh, you know, punk kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot that the star of the show, you know, the show being the game, is really the city. That it's so expansive and so cool looking and just cool to be in. For sure. For sure. And there's just like ads everywhere. So there's so much stuff to look at and get lost in. That's Um, cool. And I really love hacking in that game. Just the fact that like you can reboot your enemy's uh, bio-optics so that oh, they like awesome. so that they go blind and they can't see momentarily like stuff like that's just really cool that is um, cool you know it's you're, you're basically putting a status effect on someone but um there's like a scientific meaning behind it which i like find fascinating and cool um you can you can also hack people to make them like shoot themselves in the head if you want but that's uh, that's just nuts that's, that's awesome. more that's probably more advanced i'm not there yet <laughs> But, uh, I'm really just looking for Deus Ex meets Witcher 3. And it sounds like I'm going to get that eventually someday. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, I'm, the bugs that I'm having aren't game-breaking. It's just silly stuff. Like, uh, like when I've called my car before and it showed up like six feet off the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had NPCs glitch out on me and I've had some quests kind of glitch on me. Or I've had to like... Uh, reload my save in order to get the quest to like actually continue but that's crazy it's a lot of fun um but i'm glad you're enjoying it yeah i'm I'm just i feel bad for the people on console and 
that's one thing I don't get is like, I can play this on my laptop that's not beefed up. Um, it's the same lamp, laptop that I had issues playing Final Fantasy 15 for PC, uh, which, you know, that plays perfectly fine on PS4. But huh. um, yeah, I, if, if this works so well on my laptop, why can't it work on the consoles? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, that's... But, well, if they knew, then it wouldn't be a problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they don't. So, Well, and the hard uh, part is that they clearly have so much to fix. There's the graphic glitches. There's the missing pieces from the game. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a lot of work that needs to be done on it still. So I'm or, hopeful that the day one patches, well, obviously it didn't work for console, but day one patches plus the patches they keep promising are coming soon will really even it out and make it mostly playable and what's yeah. re- what's really bad is when there's items on the ground that you can't pick up oh yeah that's that's annoying that's, that's really annoying yeah good times well i'm glad you're enjoying it i look forward to it someday and potentially maybe even right after christmas <laughs> uh if it can't be canceled <laughs> i will probably receive it and then i'll have to decide based on that time frame because um it has been yeah. decided oh wait no it has not been decided. It's just hard because that's like, you know, two, maybe three really good games that I know that I lo- would love. You know, there's uh, games out there that I can buy for the price of $60. And, you know, I don't know. It's hard. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out by myself. Alone <laughs> in a room. Dark. It's <laughs> a good song. Well, what Justin, what guys? have you been playing yeah. this week? What have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Nice. Uh, and... Is it still on sale? Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my cat is eating. I thought he was scratching my chair. Uh, I was about to beat his butt. Um, (laughs) I have been playing Squadrons. It was on sale. Yes, I think it is still on sale for 20 depending on where you get it. Somewhere it's on sale. It's like $21 here, $23 here to include tax, which really means it's $25. Sneaky, sneaky. Nice try, Steam. Um, I I was thinking of picking that up, too. Yeah, and I for that for that price, I think it's that's a solid pickup. Anything after twenty five dollars, I think this game is solid. Um, first impressions, uh, it's okay on a controller. Uh, I think there's a lot of learning to be, or there's a lot of uh, repetitiveness that you'd have to get, or not repetitive. You have to play this over and over. For me, at least, to get really comfortable with the controls, um, just because of the yaw and the roll movement with the joysticks uh so if you're already lucky to have uh, a a flight stick or anything like that uh with controls i would strongly encourage obviously playing that with that um okay because it is to me it doesn't feel natural and i've always had this gripe with playing games like ace combat on a controller and not on a joystick or a, a flight stick so um, but overall, uh, I, I really like the game and the concept. Finally, we have a Star Wars game where really it just focuses on the space battles in first person rather than like, uh, was it Empire at War was the RTS. Um, and we haven't had like Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron in a while or those, sty- uh, those style of games, which were my favorite Star Wars games really because of besides KOTAR that you get to fly around in. And so same. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um I'm I think what I'm I'm just more put off by the, the controls cuz 
I I like flying games and I don't like sucking <laughs> in flying games and I feel like I'm better <laughs> than me f- constantly rolling instead of trying to uh, dogfight a, a fighter that is clearly a computer but is still kicking my butt. So, um, yeah. See, see, that almost makes me want to try the VR version of that game. A lot I'm of people sure it's awesome. said it's great, but also vomit-inducing because of like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because like the the uh the jerking of like your head back and forth of follow because you could really it, they said it looks amazing looking over your over your head like through the cockpit and watching a flight a fighter literally fly over you uh i think that would be amazing um but i guess there's still some motion sickness involved in there oh um, wow so. so i um received the ps4 version for my birthday just a mm-hmm. few days ago and um played it as well i enjoyed it um it does come with the VR version included, yes. so I assume the yes. PC one does as Correct. well. Correct, Mundo. Yes, it does. Which is pretty cool. Yes. Oh, okay. um, I will say that I really think it's an amazing game in a yeah. lot of ways, um, and I agree with you that the controls can get frustrating because, for me, it's, it, I, I really enjoy flight sim or flight arcade games like Ace Combat yeah. um, on controller. Uh, I have no problem with that at all. It's just that because they put the yaw on the other stick instead of like the bumper buttons. Yes. It's not, doesn't feel natural to me. I can't change it. I can't find out. I didn't find anywhere where you can customize it to actually put on your controllers because they add so many other buttons that have use. Like, you, the alternate uh, weapons that you can use uh, yeah. all have uh, like it, their own button, and so you can't use the button, uh, you know, the uh, uh, for your left and right bumper, which is where it should be, like a pedal. Are, right. are you are you playing this on PC? Yes, I am playing on PC. I have um, I have a, I have software I can give you where you can change the controls. What? Yeah, I'll, we can talk about it off there. <laughs> Either way, cool. though, it's gorgeous, and I absolutely adore. The fact that you have to manage your ship, so yes. you you're flying around and you have to manage where you're putting your power to shields, to yes. blasters, to engines, um, to shields. Yeah. If you're getting hit a bunch, you have to repair, like do the repair protocol and stuff. Yes. It's really awesome. So it's so much fun in that yeah, regards. Yeah. I so overall, I like it a lot. I'm gl- for twenty five dollars for sure. Even for forty dollars, I would say that this game's pretty good, but. If you can get it on sale right now for twenty to twenty-five dollars, you're getting a steal because while it is not a long game, the multi multiplayer capabilities I think are fantastic, and it's cross-platform, uh, cross-play. Sorry, so you can play against people on the PC, which I'm sure they're destroying you. <laughs> so uh, um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not, depending on how. It's like maybe if you find me, you're probably not gonna die right away, <laughs> at least for now. Um, but yeah, I. I'm really happy with it. A good uh, Rogue Squadron-like game until we get another Rogue Squadron. So, yeah, that's that. Awesome. How about you, uh, Josh? <laughs> I have been Ed. playing. Um... <laughs> it's okay. I can go again. No. Yeah. Can you tell <laughs> us more about Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I've been playing a little game. So I've been playing a lot of games, of course. I always do. But I've been playing a little <laughs> game called Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Um... This game, I am obsessed with this game. That's the best word I can use. And I cannot stop thinking or wanting to play it. Um, oh, I hate you so much right now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's because, a physical That's not a nice thing to say, Justin. Listen, I'm, it's more I'm jealous of him right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I did get the physical version, yes. So mm. we can talk afterwards. Um, so the thing is that I, I've realized I used to rail 
as you know, against open world games, right? So I, I that was my shtick. Like, I'm tired of open world. Shtick. Just give me a tight design and I can play it and enjoy it. You want blinders. You know, Last of Us. Yeah. Last of Us is a great example. Yeah. Um, with that said, I realized how many open world games I actually do play. And the open world games that I love are the ones that give you interesting things to do beyond just points on a map to go do the same thing over and over again. And that's where The Witcher 3 really broke me in and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And same thing with Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn has a lot of that too. So um, this is long in the tooth. Sorry, I'm trying to get there. Um, <laughs> so, but I also get really turned off by like too many systems or where you're having to think too much about what you're doing or you're putting numbers together in order to come up with, I don't know, maybe your crafting system or you're trying to sit down. Like, I don't want to build a house. I don't want to, build stuff or craft stuff i just want to play and kill things and collect things and just ride around and be a part of the world a la breath of the wild like breath of the wild is such an amazing expression of open world and i think it just really pushed it so much in the right direction um and this game has echoes of that this game is not like breath of the wild the world is the puzzle the world is the zelda puzzle right but in this game it's not a puzzle but it is just as beautiful and just so much like you just want to be in it and just play it's like you're playing an art piece it's you're riding around through um like i'll give you an example like it, it's fall in one area that i'm in so uh, it became fall when i got into this area i should say and all the trees are yellow and you're just riding through these yellow trees and it's just gorgeous it is absolutely gorgeous um and then you add in the fact the combat is just so much fun just so much fun to play um you get to choose of course and i i haven't done much of the ghost side of things but you get to choose between whether you want to be hardcore samurai or hardcore ghost or somewhere in between mm -hmm. the ghost play is like assassinations um shadows uh being more about sneaking up on people and using dirty tricks the um samurai play is more about approaching people head-on and challenging them and that's one of my favorite things to do is you can ride up to any settlement that's got mongols in it and you can uh, press the standoff button and somebody will come out of the uh, uh the territory establishment or whatever it is and they will stand across from you and you have a standoff you have a challenge and you have to like draw your weapon and kill them faster before they get to you. Um, it's it's just such a blast to play. Yeah, yeah the, it's just the, such a blast to play. From what I heard, the samurai part of it is like you can play with honor, which would be the samurai mode. And then if you do the ghost, that's more dishonorable. Yes, correct. And so the game doesn't put that in yeah. any system. Right. Other than there is one system it puts it in, the weather. So if you play more as a ghost, the weather becomes, over time, over a long period of time, the weather becomes darker and lots more rainstorms and lots more like fog and just like a darker game. But oh, if you like play more honorably as a samurai, it's brighter and like there's more leaves in the trees and there's more sunshine more often. And um, so there's no like honor system where you have to worry about how much honor you have or don't have and nothing like that. And and the characters will say things like you are a samurai, you need to be honorable, you're you're disgracing your father or whatever. And there's no actual consequences to playing as a ghost style. Mm -hmm. Um, which also is incredibly satisfying, like just to assassinate people. But um, <clears throat> you're really playing as a ninja, regardless. Yeah, it's right. just 
I don't want to talk too much about it, but you just, it's just so much fun to play and just easy to just sit back and enjoy. And there's no really ramp up into it. And there's no like, oh, I had to play 10 hours to get to the part where I felt like I was really into it. Um, it's just, I have just fell into this game and just want to be in it and play it constantly. So it's yeah, pretty I, great. I definitely want to try that. Yeah. It's definitely on my list too as well. For Everything sure. is built into the world and it's like you upgrade yourself by just exploring and finding things and um there's no compass. I mean it's all part of the world. It's like Breath of the Wild in that way. Like there's no compass. The wind guides you where to go. So if you pick a place on the map, the wind will blow in a certain direction and then you That's can ride awesome. that direction and you keep uh swiping up on the controller to you know have the wind show you the way. Um or you can swipe left on the the touchpad and you can play your flute and change the weather. It's it's just a fantastic game in so many ways. Little details and touches that are just amazing. I look forward to playing. I I I'm going to buy this game for sure. I, I, yeah. It was on the on the list, and um, I decided to uh, put this much farther down, but not because of its importance, but just because of what's in queue. And I can't wait to play this. So. Yeah, and they, they do a great job of ramping you up in the combat. Like, it's deceptively simple, and you can keep building up new abilities and stuff and different enemies and stuff that you have to do different things with. It's just just really well done. Just really incredibly well done, and so much effort and time went into it, and it's just gorgeous. So good job to Sucker Punch. <laughs> yes. Um, with that being said, are we... Uh, do you want to continue talking about Cyberpunk and move into the news about Stadia really quick? Yeah, I'll um I'll just bring it up real quick. Yes. Uh so I was reading and I guess Google um with their Stadia, Stadia basically Stadia whatever. Is, I don't know, I call it Stadia. <laughs> um is it Stadia? Is that how you pronounce it? I have it? no idea. I think it's Stadia. Oh, I thought so too. Whatever. I'm just, from Brooklyn. Just just weird. <laughs> <laughs> um anyhow, so Apparently, they have this thing where if you bought Cyberpunk through uh, Google Stadia, that they would send you like their $100 console or whatever, as well as the as a controller um, to basically play the game. So you're literally just buying the game and then they're providing you Stadia for free. Oh, that's right. cool. Um, I actually know a few people who are playing Cyberpunk on Stadia and they're actually pretty satisfied with it. So I don't know if this offer is still going on now. I think it ended yesterday. I can't, I can't be too sure about that. But um, yeah, if 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 you're maybe looking for a way to play it, Stadia might be a way to try it. I've never used fix. Stadia though. So. <laughs> well, for me, it's Google. So Google will just uh, get rid of it in like a, a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why if I said it's running, temporary. You know, if they're up and running and still working. Yeah, well, they after don't this bro- break the world by breaking. Yeah, <laughs> literally, no one can go to work. Maybe, maybe, Gino, this maybe work. that's maybe that's why it broke this morning. Yeah, yeah. too many maybe. people playing Stadia. Yeah, or Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. I, that I, I wonder how people are faring in the streaming world of playing video games uh, instead of uh, playing it directly off of hardware and doing it over the network. So, yeah. yeah. Good for them. Lucky. It's a good way to build a lot of uh, evangelists of your system, though. So, good job to them. Yeah. We'll be taking uh, uh, royalties moving forward now that... uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it came out. So uh, let's. We do... are not sponsored by Stadia. <laughs> no, we are not. Um, but we would love if Stadia could just give us free stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a couple, two, three bucks. Um, so because of this, the the part two of our uh, series that we have going, let's jump into a break and then we'll uh, hand the floor to Joshua. Are we going to have an ad for Stadia on our break? We should. That'd be awesome. <laughs> They'd probably give us money. Maybe. Okay, we'll get back. So now we're going to jump right into the topic. And we're back. Uh, We're going to let... Run through these as fast as you can. Okay, Josh. Yeah, Josh, you have Uh, about two minutes. (laughs) But Josh, it's Josh's turn. Let's hold on before we go crazy. Uh, This is part two of the three-part series, I guess we'll call it, of where we're going to talk about game music that created memories. And Josh is up this time. So, Josh, you have the floor. Why, thank you, sir. Uh, so I put, uh, I think, 10. Did I put 10 in here? I think it's 10 Two, games three, four, and five, music six, pieces. Eight, yeah, nine, 10, yep. We could probably just, you know, activate the m- button where it shows a numbers instead of dots next to the games, but that's fine. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> logic. So I'll just run through these real fast, as fast as I can. But uh, these are the games... Okay, this was an incredibly difficult process, yes, <laughs> and I think we suggested this originally before even Ed joined the podcast and last year. And so I've been kind of compiling this list over time of what to have in this episode, and that's not really the best way to do it because it took me forever to narrow this down. It was an impossible task, and I spent way too much time trying to find just the right games and just the right moments, and um, overthought it for sure. Like Justin oh, said, sure. not to. Yep, yep. And then, <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, and then, and then, I talked to my wife about it, and I said, "Here, this is what I'm doing." And you know, I had already mentioned that you had your uh, episode <clears throat> last week, Justin. And I said, "Here's my list. I'm going to." And she said, "Don't show me. I bet I can guess most of them at least." And I said, "Sure." <laughs> she guessed all but two. So, oh, wow. um, holy cow! I spent hours trying to put this thing together and like scrutinizing, and she was just like, "This is on there. That's on there. This is on there." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know me way too well." That's then sad. she went ahead and, and awesome. named Justin's list, and she got all but two on Justin's list. Oh wow, that's really cool. So yeah, she's uh, she's a crazy person, and I love her to death. Okay, so I bet she won't right get in. any of mine though. Um, probably not. We don't know you well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've annoyed them enough, so. I don't know about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so number one on my list is, uh, I'm just going to get it out there because it's, a you know, I don't think we could have an episode like this without some kind of Final Fantasy reference, especially Final Fantasy VII. And let me tell yeah. you, mm-hmm. I could have made this whole list Final Fantasy games, or I could have just made the whole list Final Fantasy VII music, and it would have been just as in-depth and interesting, in my opinion. So with that said, I managed <laughs> yeah. to narrow it down to one song on the entire list yes. for Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VII. So um, the first choice that I made was Aerith's theme. I, see, I still have the habit of putting the S uh, instead of the T-H. How American of you, Joshua. I do, th- mm-hmm. I do that, too. Well, that's what uh, we were given at the time. Yeah, and like it's just such a habit. So Aerith's theme um, Aerith, from Aerith Final Fantasy VII. Yes. So this song is so incredibly special to me that I I think it was just 
the I think it was just the formative years, you know, playing this game as a teenager and um, just how much the character ended up meaning to me at the time, which mm-hmm. I realize now the probably people playing it nowadays don't have that experience because it's not graphically as intense as the games that a lot of people play. Yeah. You say. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, I'm trying to be nice. Regardless, um, Aerith was important to me at the time. And I really like latched onto her and Tifa and the whole love triangle thing. And just like, I loved the story. Um, and I don't know if I should be spoiler horning this whole thing, but um, no, I mean, something... the game's been out forever. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Aerith dies in the middle <laughs> and they play this music. And so the first time you run into this theme, um, you're at her house and her mother's describing how she came to be in possession of this young child who had special gifts and how her mother died and all these things. So it was really moving. And they used this song with these um, incredibly uh, melancholy piano movements. And uh, then it just rises into this amazing song about i don't know it's it's got so many emotions tied to it i can't even describe it so um then it's they like, played it when Aerith died and sephiroth stabbed her to death basically and i remember it well, playing he, he, he ran her through i wouldn't say he <laughs> with, yeah I, he, I mean i guess i guess i'm trying i'm not trying to say that she was you know repeatedly stabbed he ran her through yes thank you ed that's very true um and so, yes, uh, they played the music during that time, and it was incredibly moving at the time. And then you go on, while the music is still playing, mind you, to fight Genova, the uh, incredibly mutated, weird, otherworldly alien thing that Sephiroth is using to do all of his crazy plans and tricks, which is also his mother. Um, man, this sounds like an anime. <laughs> Um, but yeah Yeah. this song is really special to me and it just every time i hear it it's incredibly moving and then they went ahead and did an orchestral version in japan pretty early on and i have had that forever and it's it just uh gets me choked up every time i really sit down and listen to it so the song itself is like a story in a sense like it starts off at like young yeah like she's a it does um, yeah and then and progressively as she grows throughout the story but also just that as you know more or get into it more that that ending of the the song is more uh theatrical or it has more uh oomph behind it so yeah for someone who doesn't necessarily like final fantasy 7 this is one of the songs that is obviously very iconic but it will get stuck in your head because it is very good um actually most of their songs are very good (laughs) yeah that's a great this one is particular though I just in know every every time I hear this song, I, it just reminds me of what was taken from me. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, well, and and you know, you're making somewhat of a joke, I think. But I, this was the first game I ever ran into, yeah. and really no, same, ever knew same. of, where a character got killed or died, and an important mm-hmm. character, and there was no way to bring her back. There was no right. like, you know, oh cool, we didn't mean it. We brought her back. Like no typical like this is a video game. You should be able to bring her back. No, she's dead. She gone. You know, it's funny because after that game, after that death like scarred me, every RPG I played after that, every time like I got some kind of hint that they were gonna kill one of the main characters, I would I would just be like, No, don't do this to me again. I can't <laughs> go through this again. Yeah. Yeah. And just the moment that always plays in my head when I hear this is when Cloud brings her out to the pond outside of the um, ancient yeah. city or whatever, Temple of the Ancients. 
um, and just lets her go, which makes no, you know, how does she, how does physics sense, sing? but yeah, I don't care. It's still suspension of disbelief. S- still gorgeous scene in my head. So love it. I just, I just wanted to say I wanted to point out that he ran her through, because otherwise it would have sounded like he shot no, her. No, I totally made it sound like he pulled out a small knife and stabbed her five thousand times. So just it's cool. shivved her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't no, uh, this ain't no Prison Break <laughs> game. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, I of course then also had to pick a yes. Mass Effect game. So That's Mass Effect Two is my second pick, and. This song is called Infiltration. So Infiltration is tied to an incredibly awesome moment in Mass Effect 2, which I really feel like exemplifies the entire series as a whole. Um, there's so many of these moments in all three of the games, original games, not the one afterwards, not Andromeda, um, where you just feel heroic or like you just feel like, come on, I got to do this or this action is ha- happening right now. I need to... Uh, not even worry about what's happening. Just do what I need to do and get through this. Um, it's it's an is, amazing moment where. Oh God, what were you? Is say? this is this going to be a spoiler? It might be a little bit of a spoiler. I'm going to keep Uh-oh. it uh, very generic. So because I am planning on playing these games. <laughs> okay, but. so Mass Effect Two, uh, Mass Effect One sets up the big bad for the series, and then Mass Effect Two really is act two and delves you into who they really are and why. And you start discovering more things. And the whole game is putting together a crack team to do an assault on an enemy. And so this song begins to play as you land your ship and you do that assault. And it's just this action packed like moment where you're taking your team and you have to choose which places they go and make the right choices, by the way, otherwise they die. And you have to get through this whole section and make the right choices, but like push through all these enemy forces and tell your team where to go and what to do as you're doing it. And it's just this like incredible moment of like, I have, I have pushed through this entire game. I've upgraded all of my weapons. I've upgraded my ship. I've upgraded all of my, you know, gear and uh, all the party members. And now we are doing this. This is happening right now. And you just push through this entire facility, just annihilating things and trying to move back and forth and not lose people. And just, ah, it's such a great moment. It's incredible. in most video games and so this this moment alone is just enough to really sell the series to me and just mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i've had several of these in this entire series so yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome i like the combo uh, the combination of the or- orchestra in the back but also like the the new synth sounds and um 
I don't know, like sci-fi thrill, sci-fi-ish synth and uh, keyboard in the back. I I actually appreciate that. That It it sounds very cool, Uh, very intense as it progressively goes throughout the... uh, the the clip so yep yeah you have to uh you have to use your your people wisely and choose your abilities wisely and um you're just running through and it's a cover shooter so you're like popping out and shooting things and jumping over cover and moving through and yeah um the beauty of the game is you get to this part and it's not like you it's not like you push through and then you get to the cutscene and there's the big bad. That's not how it works. You have to push through this whole facility. And then there's a part after this that has another song that I almost chose for the list where it's this incredibly melancholy song as you're pushing through and your team is protecting you and you leave people behind. And it's just, it's awesome. It's so awesome. And it just is really everything this series does right. And uh, so good. So Mass Effect I mean, 2. This, this series in general has a pretty decent soundtrack. Yes. No, I listen to um, all three of the original games uh, on repeat <laughs> constantly. And Mass Effect 2 had a huge, huge list of different um, uh, music because there were actually three different albums that they released for it. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, you probably could have guessed that one. So Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, I was I was not surprised when I saw <clears throat> there's at least one Mass Effect on here. So yeah, of course. But the next, uh, the next one on my list, me. yeah, the next one on my list is called Sword and Sorcery or Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Um, it's not as well known, and I actually played it on iOS. It originally released on iOS, and mm-hmm. then later they brought it to Steam and a couple other places. Um, and I think they gave it away free on Epic pretty recently. Yep. So um, yes, yes, the yes, cool yes, thing about this game is. A couple of guys, I, I think it was a couple of guys who uh, wrote and uh, coded the game and made it for the most part. And then this gentleman by the name of Jim Guthrie, I think is his name, um, he made all the music. And he's uh, separate from the designers of the game, but he wrote all the music and played all the music. And um, really, the music in the game is fantastic. But um, I chose a, a song called Prettiest Little Weed. And which is a weird title, but yes, you go and you do the thing where you steal the MacGuffin and you're, you're trying to run away and get back through where you came from. And this is playing and it's giving you this feeling as you're walking back through the forest with the gentleman that you just, uh, who just led you to the place to steal the MacGuffin. Um, you're walking back through the forest feeling victorious, but also this song has this like undertone of almost like you just ruined the world. Um, you probably took something you shouldn't have and good luck. And it's, it's just this like, yeah, you did it. Good job. But also you may have just screwed everybody. the sound that he chose for all these different songs in this game and this one is uh no exception it's just really well done and it's a good mix of like actual um 
actual instruments and synthetic instruments synthetic oh my gosh synthesis <laughs> so uh just fantastic he did such a great job yeah i i like this time type of stuff and <clears throat> and the game itself is a game that you have recommended to me um, multiple times uh and i just haven't yet to play it but the, one of the selling points you had uh, basically told me was that the music was great and um i when i listened to this clip I'm trying to think of what I compared it to. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. But it. I, other than just the fact that I. I like. I like the. <clears throat> the style of what it is. So, I know that sounded really terrible, but. Um, that's yeah. That's it's a, it's a pixel it. art game. Um, very basic, straightforward, and it's most mostly about the story and telling you an interesting story. Yeah. But um, it's it's a lot of design, interesting design choices here that are just fun to play with. So really cool game it's catchy yeah, i've actually never heard of this game until now and i actually might check it out it's it's you know a couple hours long it's not anything too heavy and i actually 100 percented it because you can go through and collect things and find things and um it's it's not a heavy lift but it's it's a lot of fun and just an interesting world and the whole game is told in second person I know that's weird to say, but it's a second person storytelling of this Scythian warrior who goes and finds the MacGuffin, which, you know, I'm not necessarily going to name, but she, it, it's like a play on Zelda. It's like an upside down mm-hmm. Zelda story. So it's just a lot of fun. It's with you in the weird point of views. First, first it was, uh, what's it called? Um, shoot the book I'm trying to think of right now. Uh, and, uh, ancillary justice. The, where they were speaking, uh, the the book is written in what fourth person <laughs> because it's like it, it's completely off putting, and then this one's in second person, which is kind of a, already a, a weird. Yeah, I setting. mean, anything that tells a good story in a different way is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, well, of course. You yeah. know, I didn't and realize that it did that when I first played it, but it it does tell the story in second person, hmm. and um, it is through the eyes of the Sky Theme Warrior, but it's also it like breaks the fourth wall in second person sometimes. And then on top of that, every single piece of dialogue is 140 characters or less because it had to be able to be tweeted. So each piece of dialogue that you see can be tweeted out through your Twitter account if you want. That's to. So, so crazy. Yeah. Interesting. So each of the little sections is 140 characters or less. And uh, it's fantastic. So speaking of Zelda. Yes. Speaking of Zelda. Which uh, I'm disappointed. By the way, you are. Why I'm are surprised there's not one. Out, there's not. I'll say it after this, but I'm really surprised this. This is the one that's on here. I don't know. Link to the. Well, I don't want to. I don't <laughs> yeah, want well, to so say this one. Yeah, yeah, is linked to the past. Uh, and there's another Zelda game on here, so we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. But um, which that game uh, has great soundtrack. Yes, so. it does. Yes. Sorry, Simple. Justin. So I think you're referring to Ocarina of Time, Mr. Fry, and uh, Ocarina no, of Time is one no, of my all-time no. favorite games of all time. No, However, no, no, no. I'm talking about the song oh, in okay. this game. Oh, which, which okay, well, I guess I'll go, I'll go through what this is, and then you yes, can tell yes, me what yes, you yes. So I chose um, uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I chose Hyrule Castle, the Hyrule Castle theme. So mm-hmm. once you, especially at the beginning, when you first go into the castle after coming out of the dungeon, um, it plays this overarching like i don't know uh, military almost but like yeah yeah, fanfare of a castle theme it's what eventually becomes ganondorf's theme um yes of time 
yes, they do reuse it. And that I loved mm-hmm. that tie and it was so great. Yeah. Um, the reason I chose this was because this was the moment that I knew I would be a video gamer <laughs> for life almost. Um, you go through the rain at the beginning of this game. And, and I'm kind of retreading some of the ground when we first did the uh, Link to the Past deep dive. Yeah. But you go through the rain, <laughs> which had its own specific sound and mm-hmm. um, it looked yeah. very different. And just I'd never seen anything like that before because there really hadn't been on console. And so you cut through, you go through the dungeons, and then you make your way into the castle. And the castle has this whole different theme and feel just because of this music. And it just, I just was like, holy cow, this is like a whole world opening up to me. And I just, it was just this moment where I knew I was going to be playing this game to the end. And I knew I was going to go on this huge adventure and just love every second of it. And I did. And uh, it was a really special game. You know, we talked about games that we played with our parents, potentially. This one I played with my dad quite a bit. So um, special game. But this the reason I chose this particular song out of this, and there's so many good songs in this game, is because this was the moment I entered the castle and said, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I cannot wait to play more of this game. And I just played the crap out of it. So, yeah, that's why I chose it. Justin was thinking of Dark World. Yep, exactly. Oh, I love that song so much. Yeah, so good. It is good. That the Dark is World theme is my, fantastic. My, that's my favorite from this game, for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I was surprised you didn't pick it, uh, because after playing this game, because you told me you should play it, and then after playing it uh, on the Switch through the uh, NES, um, no, was it SNES, got... Um, virtual console uh the the entire soundtrack is on my playlist because it is addicting to listen to and it always yeah, it's really good is yeah, always I, on repeat i still to this day still hum songs from that game mm-hmm. <laughs> yes me too absolutely and i uh this was the first time i had ever run into a game that tied in an older games you know themes or soundtracks and mm-hmm. the fact that they jazzed up and played up the overworld hyrule theme from the original Zelda, you know, yeah. from Nintendo was just so fantastic and just a real treat as and a then young of, child. And then, of course, yeah, the songs in this game ended up carrying over to Ocarina of Time. Yes, mm-hmm. there's so many little yeah. echoes of it in Ocarina of Time, so I love like, it. Like, love it. Uh, Kiriko Village, like that, carried over too. Yes. Uh, yeah, the village, there was um, uh, some of the castle theme was, like you said, used in the mm-hmm. Ganondorf fight or yeah. actually up the tower to get to Ganondorf. Um, yeah, love it. So, so good. So, yes, Legend of Zelda. The next one is obviously no shock as well. It's <laughs> The Last of Us. Um, I chose, <laughs> this is you impossible. Sh- you, should so have, many... you should have put this one last. You think so? Yeah, that would have been funny. The Last of Us <laughs> at the, yeah. Yeah, the name of the song is All Gone, so I guess that would have made more sense. Um, so what's interesting about this game is there's no one single moment that I tie this song to in my head. And no, no moment in the game, there's so many moments in the game that I absolutely adore. Um, and for different reasons, you know, good reasons, bad reasons. Um, 
lots of emotional reasons, of course. Yeah. Um, every game on the sound, or every game, every song on the soundtrack, I could have used here and could have made the entire list out of this whole uh, game and just gone with it. And there's so many different themes and things that they did with the music in this game that just really are moving and just show a lot of care and thought and um, just fantastic. But one of the themes that comes up in this game over and over again is this all gone theme. And they have, I think, three or four different versions of it, depending on what's happening in the game. There's like an escape version. There's like an outside world version. Um, And it's this really melancholy, just quiet song that um, just really speaks to the whole mood of the entire game and really what the game is going to do to you in a lot of ways. It's just Mm -hmm. really a really down piece and just really quiet and um just almost lonely and and uh i don't know what else to say about it just it it speaks to the whole game in my opinion right love it I every time I hear this I think of like the feeling I had after I had finished the game um especially like sitting in my living room playing the very last part of the game and just like have that sense of like overwhelm over, like being overwhelmed just like leaving and going holy crap I'm exhausted <laughs> mentally and physically and then yeah. you hear this so that that song and it just it's yeah every freaking time it's just it's like <laughs> chilling what oh, someone described it in the comments i was looking at the comments in youtube uh someone they're like it's beautiful yet chilling and I, that's totally a good uh ex- like a good uh explanation of it or uh, ref- uh yeah it's just so good yeah Goose goosebumps um, it's just so telling of what the game is and uh, i just i can't even describe the feeling that it, it it just brings up from the game. Yeah. There's just so much there and just the game hits you hard so many times. And then it gives you these quiet moments to reflect on what you've lost. And that's everything, literally yeah. everything. <laughs> I mean, the characters in these games lose so much. And that's my favorite part about the naughty dog games. And especially the last of us where yeah. nothing, it's, everything yeah. that's done in the story beats is irreparable. And that's it. That's, that's how stories should be. And they do an amazing job of that. And this song reminds you of all the things you lost, not only in the game, but also out of the game. You're like, wow, I just, wow. I can't believe I lost that person. (laughs) So yeah. Amazing. So good. Yeah. So the next game on my list is Metroid prime. Now this was really hard because there's so, so much good Metroid music. And, um, so much that came from even the original game, which wasn't their best game, but Metroid Super Metroid has some of the best music ever. And then, um, I don't know, there's so many Metroid games that have amazing music. I, I but like Zero the Mission. whole point of Zero Mission had great music too. So, the whole point of this though was to talk about these moments, and this moment really sticks out in my mind. I remember, um, playing. So, Metroid Prime is awesome in a lot of ways, and I remember playing in this moment where you go down to this downed frigate underneath the um, water and you go down there and like you're getting attacked by all kinds of different enemies and you have to fight them off. And the whole time you're in this like darkness trying to find your way through and this song is playing and you're just like enamored by this whole 
giant spaceship basically that's smashed into the water and like sank and you're trying to get down there to find the stuff that you need and you're being attacked by weird creatures but also by space pirates and as you're doing so you're in like darkness almost like it's hard to see and you're fighting and shooting and you know this is one of those moments really where the whole uh, visor thing was happening where you're fighting and shooting and it's lighting up your face in your, in your visor. So it just yes. felt like you're seeing Samus's face in the visor as you're fighting your way through this like darkened underwater esque area and just fighting for what you need to get onto the ship. Um, so it's, it really stuck out in my mind and just one of the best moments in that game, I think. Unfortunately, and Ed and I were talking about this earlier, but uh, I never finished Metroid Prime, and I, and that's unfortunate. I didn't but I was, I was really young at the time. <laughs> I was, I, I remember playing a good chunk of it, but just never finishing it. But I did yeah. comment on, um, that it was very, uh, the music was very energetic and ominous because, you know, you start out basically losing all your stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. It, well, most like every metro games game, like yeah, I was, that's why I was like, that, basically, like, but it just it created that ambiance with that music, and uh, as I was listening to it, it brought me back to uh, switching off the controller to my friend because we would play back and forth this game every time we like died, and I died a lot, so <laughs> I guess I suck at Metroid games. Um, yeah, S- Samus losing her like abilities and equipment is just like Princess Peach getting kidnapped by Bowser. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, another spider bit you, and now you don't have any powers. Power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, th- I mean, this this game is not my favorite Metroid game. It, it's up there for sure, um, and I don't think it's the most well-designed Metroid game either. It's got its problems, um, and I don't yeah. think that, you know, it was really intended to be. I think it was just this incredible first-person way to experience the metroid world and just have some of those experiences in samus's shoes and um some of them just really rang true and just are amazing to have so i love this game to death this is one of the reasons i actually rebought the gamecube and came back to it this this and rogue leader um fantastic so yeah love this game next um the next game on my list oh my goodness uh so i've talked a lot about this game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> over many different podcasts at many different times um so horizon <laughs> Wait, zero dawn you're on different podcasts oh no yeah no sorry different oh episodes. my god don't, <laughs> don't tell justin about our secret podcast that's right our secret it's our secret <laughs> um, yeah so horizon zero dawn i don't know if people know this but i like this game or something and um part of the reason is because this game's combat is out of this world it's just so kinetic and fast-paced and just you're fighting giant robot dinosaurs basically for goodness sake and 
you there's no lock-on system there's no targeting system you are doing it so the fact that you are the one running around and dodging and just attacking and choosing which weapons at which time and switching between them and having to you know basically come up with tactics and strategy on the fly as you're fighting this thing that's smashing rocks around you it's just an incredibly fun experience and something that i had never experienced before of course this particular song plays um you so it takes a while to spool up into what's really happening in a lot of ways and this moment is when you are fighting things that are not the robot dinosaurs or robot um uh animals that are normally in the game this is where you are fighting an entire weapon group of weapon systems that are destroying a village and you're taking everything that has culminated in all of your skills, which by the way, they're your skills because nobody's holding your hand. There's no, there's no, like I said, lock on system. You have to hone these skills. You're taking all those skills and you are fighting these death machines basically to get back through the village and get to the people that are there and try to save them. And it's just this incredible moment of like this kinetic songs happening and you're trying to dodge between all these things happening and rockets flying for the first time in the entire game and like oh my god it was just so fantastic to just just like you know mass effect where like you're you're moving and just trying to do things that um hopefully work out and and just you know tactics on the fly just fantastic so i can barely describe it it's so awesome to think about in my head and i want to go back and do it again erase my memory and go back and do it again I look forward to this is a game I haven't played only through watching you play a very short clip. And uh, so I look forward to listening to this music because it is a, a mixture of things I like. Uh, so uh, I yes. look forward to it. This yeah, is I, I, I own this game. I just haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The beauty of this game is, um, and you know, this is in a lot of games these days, but it's very the music and score for this game are very um there's a lot of ambient type music in it so like it's background music yeah it's not in your face it just happens as things happen and you don't even realize and it but it sets the tone so well um like most of the battles are to these uh like tribal drums and it just fits the scene usually so well. You don't even really know what's happening, but it's making your blood pump faster as you're trying to dodge through all these different things that are happening and trying to shoot specific, very, you know, small points on the dinosaur to make it fall to the ground and then you can hack away at it. And it's just, it's a, a fun game and just so, I don't know, just brings up these feelings as you're trying to move through this game. And just, uh, I love it. I can't even, I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. So it's, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, moving on. <laughs> the next game I played thousands of times. I want to say thousands. It's going to be thousands. I'm going to have to say thousands. Thousands of times I played Was this game. Was it like 3,000 times? Because that's not Probably 2,000 times. Okay, perfect. You know, let's not go overboard, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, right? Isn't that the full title? I'm pretty sure that's the full title. No, maybe this is the, the release later that they released the Sons of Liberty version. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I have no Metal idea. Metal Gear Solid 2 on PlayStation 2. Um, I, 
up and sold a GameCube, like three games, all of my controllers, WaveBirds included, just to get this stupid system, one controller, and Metal Gear Solid 2. And it was a loss, and I don't care. I played this game so many times. And a lot of the reason was for the moment that this song um, really uh, was for. Uh, It's the opening moment of this game where Snake is on the bridge, the Verrazano Bridge. Um, Where's that? Is that New York? I think that's New York. Uh, that's terrible that I don't know that. Please erase this. Um, and so Snake's on the bridge walking uh, just all coolly in his, uh, in his rain slicker and just walking, smoking a cigarette. And a, a, a ship goes underneath the bridge and he throws off his uh, uh, poncho and just jumps over the bridge onto the um, boat below and then turns on his stealth camouflage and just sets up this whole scene and... It was like this cinematic moment that Metal Gear had previously, Metal Gear Solid, I should say, had previously promised and delivered on, even on PlayStation 1 in a lot of ways. I mean, if you go back to it now, it doesn't really hold up as much. But in this game, it just continues that promise and is just so cinematic. And the fact that Harry Gregson Williams, I think is his full name, uh, does the music for it. He did like incredible movies. Um, I can't think of any of them, of course, off the top of my head. Uh, I think Black Hawk Down, he did. um, I don't know. He did scores for incredible movies and he's doing the score for this video game. And it just, it's so, so well done with, even though it's not real, you know, uh, instruments, it's still so well put together and just feels very modern and uh, uh, militaristic and, I don't know, stealthy and it's just so well put together. I I love this game to death and um, have played it so many times. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I think the music really plays a huge part of that. So anyway, this this, uh, particular song really just um, exemplifies the whole game in a lot of ways. <laughs> I play the opening a thousand times. I play the whole game a thousand times. I mean, it's just, I played all. It would be the... hard to understand if you played the opening more times than playing the game, or maybe the game. <laughs> I, I was trying to make a make a funny comment there, but didn't. I have played the I opening mean, more times, though, because, the, you know, you get the demo version, and the demo yeah. version was just the tanker scene, so. Nice. I mean, I, I've, I've had some games where I've, like, replayed, um, but only, like, played maybe partway through and then stopped. So. Yeah. No, this, yeah, this game, um, I don't know. There's so much in it and so much I love about it that I actually played. Every time I played it, I played through the whole thing. That's <laughs> and it's not, thing. you know, incredibly short, but I I loved every second of this game. So That's even awesome. though it had Raiden instead of Snake halfway through the game. I don't know what you're talking <sighs> about. <laughs> Good times. Like, like Raiden from Mortal Kombat? No, 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 no. But that, that'd be it, awesome. it was this... It, <laughs> it would be, I guess, in some ways. So the the whole rub of this game was it was a bait and switch. So they give you that whole tanker level you play as Snake from the previous game. And then after that, you switch to a completely new, different character that 
put a lot of people off because he was this like younger greenhorn who you know uh isn't oh, as well okay. established named Raiden and he uh, I guess put a lot of people off cuz you play the entire game as him then you don't play as snake so you don't see oh. snake until much later and it's it's a whole different ball of wax yeah oh I regardless see, it's awesome yeah i could see why people would get mad yeah yeah but i didn't i loved it so good uh the next game is a little game known as gears of war 2 hey i play um, this game Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I love this series in a lot of ways, although I haven't really gotten into the newer ones. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's just a tired franchise for me, or if it's just I've lost interest. I don't know. But the first three games probably were, both. <laughs> yeah, maybe. First three games were so important to me, and specifically the second one was just absolutely amazing. And um, uh, really, the first game sets up this whole scenario where your partner dom uh has his missing his wife and he they set it up for you and they show her and it's this whole thing and you never really have a resolution to that until you get to the second game and in the second game you finally after going through most of the game mind you you finally find his wife down deep underground in the locust territory and um you know for it being this like I don't know, almost WWE style game where these giant dudes in armor are just killing things and chainsawing things in half all the time. It's this incredibly emotional moment where he finds her and it's not what he expected or hoped for. And uh, he has to make a choice and he makes that choice while this music is playing. And it just has this uh, just deep, deep moment because of this music. So this is the music. It's very... um, Uh, string full and I don't know it's just deep very deep music I think Gears of War music is awesome. <clears throat> I do too. And, and as a fan of all the, the, at least the one, two, and three Gears of War, um, they've always had this, I don't know, like, I wouldn't call it metal, just, yes. But like this, this heavy, super hard hitting uh, uh, adventure music, but like really, because uh, it's always like, uh, you're always in, in very intense situations most of the time. And, and those times escalate out of random uh, with random encounters. So uh, I I think, and it's always good to when the original soundtrack comes on too, it kind of brings back memories. So I have fond memories of the first and second game for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And even when you and I were playing, was it four? Gears of War 4? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, that that also has some sev- uh, several good, uh, good uh, songs on that list. But uh, I'm glad to see this made at least one of the gears of war made your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when you play this moment, it's just like almost shocking what happens and you're like, wow, that was crazy. Maria. <laughs> That's the, the <laughs> Maria. I just think of like a Spanish soap opera. So that? just like, um, when Justin talked about the halo games, like I'm not really into the gears of war games, but, um, I do know that the soundtracks come up quite often on my yeah. Pandora. <laughs> and um I actually do like the the music from 
these games. So I tend to listen to it, even though I never played the games, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you know, unlike Halo, they actually did something new and different when they made um, <laughs> Gears of War. So I ignore um, that comment. <laughs> uh, no, I even though, it captured even me though the first every single it. one of them has practically been the same. But well, whatever. you know, Justin, that's what you get for making that long sigh at the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII at the beginning. That's right. This. Absolutely true. Yeah, this is my yeah. penance. Yeah. Yes. Listen, repent, I. Repent. I am a Mac person, so the fact that I bought a Microsoft console for this game, like the first game, is incredible. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good job, Gears of War. Ah. Uh, last game on my list is Zelda Breath of the Wild, and uh, I had a hard time finding the right music that I wanted to pick because so much of it is fantastic. This game... It, to me, just is the epitome of open world and just pushing the genre of open world into new realms. And so much so that you have all kinds of games at varying levels of ability trying to ape what they did here. And um, just the fact that they were able to make the entire world a puzzle, basically. Like the whole world is the, the reason you're playing uh, to explore and uh, just experience is really incredible. And yeah, definitely. They really doubled down and made it real and just feel amazing with the music and the choices they made with the music. So I actually chose the um, day riding music. So when you're riding your horse and there's um, this like plinky piano y uh, piano y music playing as you're yeah. moving through. And it's it's kind of uplifting in some ways, but it has this like small undertone of of like, you know. I I don't know how to describe it. Like it's it's upbeat in some ways, but it's it's got some dark it's, tones to it too. Yeah, like, a little like bit here halfway through it. Yeah, I, I really wanted to choose the overworld music where it's just this like uh, small little notes here and there on a piano, and just this it lets it breathe over time, and it's just um, so enveloping and zen almost, but yeah. the problem is I don't think it would have held up on our re- recording very well. So, um, I chose this instead and it still, I feel has that Zen feeling and it, it, the music in this game is set up so that it just pulls you into it and you're right. just enveloped in the world and the world is the point. So, um, I love the music in this game so much. Yeah. So well done. any negatives towards any of the music in Zelda Breath of the Wild. I listen to Zelda Breath of the Wild. This this one, I don't even remember this one. I don't know why. This uh, this is new. <laughs> I think partially it's because uh, I was just always so in, in great and, you know, focused on the game itself. Uh, I think of more of like the, the dark, ominous piano tones when the when it's raining or lightning out oh, yeah. and you're in areas. Like, that's, that's what I remember the game by because that was the times that I had died the most or I uh, just got frustrated uh, or even when you're in the uh, puzzles uh, and doing any of the puzzles on, in the shrines. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, shrine music. Yeah. So, but this one is good and it, yeah, I could totally see it. You're running through the fields 
or you're running across the the map and this is playing in the background as you're on your horse or you're like me and didn't realize you can get horses and stable <laughs> no, them. I'm not like you, but go on. <laughs> so yeah, the I I think this as almost I don't think there's any Zelda Legend of Zelda out, uh, soundtrack that sucks. And and I could be wrong. Don't get me don't attack me, all those haters out there. Because I'm sure there is one that maybe somebody doesn't like, or there are a bunch of people that don't like. But this one is like taking the next step and uh, modernizing as much as possible uh, the series and destroying and absolutely killing the the soundtrack too at the same time. So it's like a one two punch when you're playing this game, in my opinion. So. Well, the memories I have for for these songs are nothing because I. I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Wow, Ed! Oh, Ed! <laughs> and I know. The, I know. The foot. You, you're kidding. You have to be joking. I haven't. I, oh. I'm not joking. I, just, I never picked it up. Yeah, oh, no. It's, it's always it's always been something that I've been wanting to get. I just haven't gotten it. Ed, you're like that, like that adorable little guy, little person who's never. Oh my god! I cannot believe it. <laughs> I, I played I played Genshin Impact though. That's like yeah. the same thing, right? No, no. please don't say that. <laughs> oh, my God, softly. <laughs> oh God, no. So like the the thing about this game and the reason it's in my opinion so amazing is that um, you play a lot of open world games and there's a point at which open world games are playing a trick on you, right? Like you are in this open world and you can go anywhere you want and do anything you want until you get to the edge, right? And the edge is always something that you think it's closer than you might think, you know, and it's, it's not scalable. It's, it's <laughs> not as scalable. Right. So mm-hmm. you can't go like in red dead redemption two And like, you know, you're on that first mountain or not first mountain. You're on that first ledge looking out over, you know, this whole expanse of area and you can see the rainbows and whatever they make you do that. That's a great moment in that game, actually. And you can see the mountains back in the, you know, background. You can't then just go, okay, cool, I'm going to get on my horse and ride out to those mountains and climb those mountains. And in Breath of the Wild, you can absolutely do that. You can say, okay, cool, that looks like a cool place for me to go explore. And you go explore, and you usually find, not usually, you always find something really interesting, especially in the mountains. Um, you just, you can look anywhere and pick where to go, and then you're you're riding there or like... You know, you can teleport there, too, if you've been there before. But you're riding there, and you you go there, and you can climb anything, and you can go anywhere in the map. And it's not—there's no gates between you and where you're going. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible, the fact that you can—I mean, literally, you can open the game. You can start the game. You can go out into the world where they start you right away. And then you can go beat the game if you want. There's no gate to any part of the game or the world. You can go beat the game if you want to. It's really hard, but you could if you wanted to. See, I don't know. I was always told it's good to have boundaries. <laughs> oh, blech. Yeah. No. <sighs> fired. You're fired. Well, Josh, I think that was a solid list. I, I yeah, applaud you for, for sure. being able to narrow down so many good ones. Oh, my God. To, you have no idea. Ten. It was harrowing. It was harrowing. It, we should, and I was we, changing things even up to the last minute, so, you know. I wonder if we would eventually do like an episode where we just go the ones that didn't make it, <laughs> the ones that were like just oh, too close that to call. Long list. Yeah. That'd be like a, a, a that'd be a, a, a excruciating list, <laughs> I think, for all of us. So I, I honestly think... could do this episode with just Final Fantasy music, and really, I could do an ep- an episode of just one of the Final Fantasy games. I mean, Final Fantasy music, in my opinion, is 
some of the most influential in the game industry because it just really pushed the boundary as they brought out new Zelda, uh, new Zelda's. Oh my god, new Final Fantasy games every year or every other year, and just like pushed what it meant to have game music in a game. And um, I thank you, Abu Uematsu, for doing that. Uh, we love you very much. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> um, yeah, he music. still he still makes music for Final Fantasy games here and there, here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been, I know he's been training his, uh, apprentice a lot, so. Yeah. Good times. Well, so, yes, we should probably move on to the next part because I've been talking way too much. So off the beaten trail. Yeah. I'm going to, we we're going to do an audible and because Justin's running out of games to recommend that are off the trail or uh, that are unknown. I, Justin, I kind of mentioned this before, but I'm going to try and do some more recommendations of overall games. And then I think we might shift it differently to accommodate maybe books or other things that we're doing in life to give a little change to, to the scenery but um i mentioned I'm, I'm taking over now guys sorry we're, we're just <laughs> gonna jump in and i'm gonna go first uh stardew valley i know i say this a thousand times you i i can't say this enough you need to try it if you haven't tried it you need to at least give it a chance uh i, I didn't you recommend this? Like yes, two that's weeks why I said get off my back. Um, and so then two, two weeks before that, you recommended it. Probably, as well? I will keep recommending it because <laughs> I think now after reading that chapter, Josh, isn't I, it amazing? It is unbelievable what this this dude. And uh, hold on, let's not let's back off and let's get prop, mad props to his. I hope his his wife now. Oh, or, I said the same thing because yeah, they're married. Yeah, good because she is the one that. While he did a very good job, I'm not discrediting him at all, but I was saying his his wife is one heck of a of, of a person. She she sacrificed so much for this man to sit every single day to do uh, to play sometimes play video games while he was working, and he admitted to it. Uh, but she did such a such had such a huge sacrifice, and I'm I'm glad to see that there are people out there that are true and genuine and, and recognize when somebody is doing something for passion and, and wants to, and is so engrossed and uh, engrossed into something that they believe in them. That was awesome. I just couldn't, I told my wife, I told Aaron right away the next day about it. And she was like, yeah, that's, I mean, women can be powerful too. I'm like, yeah, no, no dub. But like, it's just fascinating to see it. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know I see it every day. But, yeah. 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 Uh, but, the, the, but now reading that chapter and, and I'm talking specifically about the chapter from Blood, Sweat, Pixels from uh, Jason, Jason, wow, Jason Schreier. Uh, you need to read that chapter on Stardew Valley because a one-man show who basically did the opposite of what every developer does <laughs> and focused on making a game truly uh, fascinating, uh, detailed, and so tightly uh, tightly put together and mm -hmm. uh and well put together that he didn't want to unlike some people uh like cyberpunk uh didn't want to release something that was bad because it was a reflection of what his work was so uh you know five years plus later uh it's still a very good game and he continues to update it just the same way he was but i'm hoping he's taking time off for himself uh which i'm glad to see that he is but there's like a news article about him finally buying himself a new desk <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was kind of yeah. funny but yeah this game is fantastic it, uh, it is my escape and it forever will be one of the most it's on my list and i think it might be my favorite game of all times so, like it, it is just wow. such a 
impactful game to me and i can't recommend it enough if anything listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is fantastic too okay i'm done <laughs> i'm done saying it for, <laughs> i'm done for another two weeks and i'll come back and bring it up again yeah i the fact that she uh his wife slash girlfriend at the time supported him while he did this and you know yep. kept pushing him to do it and yep. is incredible but the fact that she did that for five years five years yeah is like what <laughs> what what are you talking about like i While just putting herself through school and and and, and of course you know he's sitting there going oh i just you know uh, it'll be out in a couple months a couple more months a couple yeah. more months like somebody in their right mind would be like um you're just you're just pulling my chain and you're just sitting here and <laughs> leeching off me right now because yeah. I'm paying for all this and you, you're sitting there, you know, playing those over there. You're playing those video games. Video yeah, games. I, you, you need to get out of here and she right had, now. Yeah, she went to grad school too, I think after yeah, the she's fact. she's crazy. That's insane. Now, it paid off. I mean, what, yes. like six 12 months later, it says in the book he had $22 <laughs> yeah. million in the bank or something or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah, good job to her and him. So, yeah. But still. Anyways. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Ed, why don't you go next? Oh, okay. All right. So my pick um, is going to be Final Fantasy IV. Uh, I don't know. Just lately, I've kind of been having the urge to play that game. It's one of the Final Fantasy games that I I tend to play over and over, um, aside from Final Fantasy VII. It's probably one of my most favorite Final Fantasy games. Uh, Mainly just because I love the story. I love the characters. Um, I didn't pick that game up until like a lot later in life. Like I played Same. 7, 8, 9, um, 10. And then at that point I was like, I want to go play the old ones just to see what they're all about. So mm-hmm. 4 was probably the second of the old games I picked up. Because I remember playing 6 first. And then I went and played 4. And at first I wasn't two into four until I got a little older and then I really got into it for some reason. Um, I think Cecil is, uh, one of the final fantasy characters out of all the final fantasy games that I probably resonate with the most. Um, just personality wise, I guess, uh, and just like how hard I am on myself. Cause that's how Cecil is too. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great game definitely recommend picking it up it's the one final fantasy game that i always recommend to people if they're trying to get into the series i always recommend four first um even though like i played seven first i feel like four is a really good introductory into the whole series um because it has a broad scope as far as as um like the whole crystal thing that's in every final fantasy game or most of them a lot of the enemies, a lot of the uh, classes and stuff from Final Fantasy games, all of that tends to be in 4. And it's also probably an easier game to follow uh, compared to a lot of the later games and a lot of the earlier games. So if you ever have a chance, it's usually on sale like all the time on Steam whenever Square has their like 50% off sales. Um, I usually recommend picking it up. It usually now comes bundled with the uh, the sequel, because there's a sequel now for four, which I haven't played, but I've heard terrible things about it. Really? Yeah, the sequel is not supposed to be very good. Oh no! Yeah, but uh, who knows? I want to try it someday. I have played a few hours of four, and I think it's fantastic. I I like the um, mixture of story with you know the system not being too t- 
terribly difficult to grok or really enjoy. Um, I feel like after coming out of three, they did a great job of just resetting and doing mm-hmm. this game because it's more about the story and enjoying, you know, the story of him becoming something else and, you know, how he approaches life. And I think he's a great character. So, um, and of course, I've only seen a small part of it. So I hope to someday complete this game, and actually play through it. Yeah. And I also recommend um, playing the, the like remake version of it. Um, the original is good the old like super nintendo look mm-hmm. uh, but I, I usually recommend the the newer one just because um a lot of the uh what you would call it um like the maps and stuff are easier especially with the the newer remake gotcha yeah i really like the old look of the old one i i have that in the PlayStation One, like, uh, what was it? The anthology that did it, or the Chronicles? Mm-hmm. I can I always get them mixed it's, up. It's the, I think it's the anthology, because that's the one that came with um, Chrono Trigger, and that's the disc set that I have. Um, that's Chronicles. Okay, yeah, that's Chronicles. Yes, yes, okay. that's right, because it's got Chrono Trigger, so it's not an anthology. That's how I'm going to remember it. Um, but I also <laughs> then recently purchased, I recently as in last year, purchased the. Uh, remake on iOS and was very excited to finally have that as well and I think that's probably how I'll play through it. Yeah, it just has better quality of life stuff on the remake. Um, at least I think so. Nice. As far as like menu systems and maps and stuff. Yeah, good times. Uh, my pick this week is Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, I actually bought it this last week because it was on. It's been on sale and it was on sale again. Um, for five dollars <laughs> so $5. steve's been doing this uh uh last few days and i think it might be over soon but um oh, i gotta been, i gotta pick it up <laughs> they've been doing the award sale so games that have won awards and they go back through many years and ori and the blind forest won an award i forget i think it was 2017 and so it's five dollars for the game or you can get the game plus two soundtracks for six dollars so i spent the six bucks i got the two soundtracks which the music in this game is fantastic um and then my daughter and i played i don't know 15 minutes together and 10 minutes the first 10 15 minutes and we're both like choked up because it tells the beginning story and you're like oh my god that just happened (laughs) so we're both like sitting there and uh i got all choked up and she got all choked up and uh we're like it's so sad it's just so sad (laughs) so um Really great storytelling already, and uh, I got to platform with it a little bit, and it's a fantastic platformer, too, so I think it's a great game. Thank goodness that my opinion matters, because nobody else has said it, that it's a great <laughs> game, but, you know, whatever. So uh, I, I, I want to pick it up for yeah. sure. I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I heard somebody say how visually stunning that game is. That mean, that's It's gorgeous. Like the- it's fun. It's really well done, and uh, it's a Metroidvania, so it's got all three of the things that are amazing. <laughs> nice. Well... Um, yeah, I think, I think it's time. I'm done oh, talking sorry. to you guys. <laughs> I think so, too. You. I'm done yeah. talking Yeah, you for folks. sure. I'm done talking, just period. I'm not talking for the rest of the time, for sure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.